You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. You're welcome to drink our whiskey and smoke our really fine cigars. One more time, boys. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, Smoke a really good cigar and drink a really fine whiskey. All right, it's time for happy hour. It is the Man Cave Happy Hour. We are out on the road once again. We are at La Casa in Detroit, downtown Detroit. Right downtown Detroit. That is it. It's yeah. the Man Cave Happy Hour. Whiskey, <laughs> cigars, spirit, and the stories that go along with it. And today we're really looking forward to some some great stories. Uh, Thank you to our wonderful host, Ishmael, for having us out here today. Thank you for coming in. Absolutely. And uh, also on tap, uh, some Zim's Vodka. Bruce Zim's is here. Zim's Vodka. Hi, Bruce. Terry's Hi, here. Matt. Hi, James. How are you? Fellas, <laughs> how are you? Always Excellent. good to be here. Hi, Terry. <laughs> good to see and you. then, uh, of course, uh, we, we Matt, Matt and I, uh, we uh, we adopted a godfather. And uh, Paul Calamari, <laughs> he's, uh, he's our adopted godfather from uh, the Cigar Smokers of Michigan because he helps us out. When we're doing cigars, so we don't sound like total idiots, uh, and we can—he uh, helps us uh, learn our way and fumble through cigars. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you all for uh, coming and, and letting us set up the man cave uh, in in your home here. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. So, Ishmael, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, La Casa Detroit. How long have you been here in this location? Sure, uh, La Casa Detroit actually. Uh, if, if we go, go back a little bit further, yes, please. Uh, you know, I started in the, in the cigar business back in 1996. Uh, I was uh, in the military, serving uh, in the U.S. Army, uh, 82nd Airborne Division out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I finished in 1996. Thank you for I, your service, by the way. Well, thank yeah. you. Yes. So I moved from uh, North Carolina, coming to Michigan, and if you guys remember back in 1996, really cigars was I mean the industry was really booming mm-hmm. so I opened my first location in uh, in Canton uh, it was more like uh, you know a smoke shop and then in 2000 I started the concept La Casa de la Havana which means the house of the city Havana and I started that concept with cigars and a private club and the first first location I opened under that name was in Plymouth, Plymouth, Michigan in 2000. And it started being uh, uh, upstairs, downstairs. Upstairs was a little private club, a little really private room upstairs with the 24 lockers. And I opened that concept and uh, the lockers sold out really quickly. Nice. (laughs) So uh, after that, I opened uh, another location in Ann Arbor. It's on the west side on... uh, 
uh, Jackson Road by the dealership, all the dealerships, right in front of the movie theater, Quality 16. And same concept. And then I opened Detroit in 2009. 2009. You know, right. A lot of people, when I came down to Detroit, <laughs> you know, back in 2009, everybody you know, remembers almost yeah. 10, 10 years ago, nothing yeah. was downtown. No. So yeah. you have so a 10 lot year of, anniversary coming up yes, quickly. Yes, yes, I do. It's fantastic. So, so, so a lot of party friends. for the 10 year? Or? Yes, a lot <laughs> of friends. I made it 10 years. You know, a lot of friends when I came down, you know, they, they thought really I was a little crazy, you know, <laughs> to come to Detroit with the economy being really the way it was. And if everybody remembers, you know, it was a very bad timing, uh, but I really saw a vision, uh, especially with my building. It's a historic district. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, re it reflected a lot, you know, about cigars and really knowing Detroit, if you, you go back in time, Detroit used to be among the top five cities in the United States where they made cigars back in the day. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, there were a lot of cigar factories here produced in, uh, in Detroit. Hmm. Uh, you know, all the immigrants the ladies, you know, that came, uh, you know, from Poland or whatever, you know, uh, overseas, they worked in the cigar industry. That was before, you know, Ford, you know, was here and and all the car industry came. And after that, they, you know, after the car industry came in and they invented the cigarette machine. Uh -huh. So, you know, they start <laughs> losing to the business of, right. the, you know, the cigar business. So then they, they went to uh, to the car industry. So I opened in 2009, same concept, uh, and it's been doing extremely well. And, uh, you know, after 2009, I uh, opened in Las Vegas, ah. know, my third location. I'd like, you know, I'd like to learn a little bit more about what, what prompted you to move out to the concept to Vegas and, sure, and what because, that process kind of uh, like. you know, we like. have, uh, I belong to the IPCPR, which is an international premium, you know, uh, cigar uh, retailers, you know, convention uh, you know, I, I belong to the association. Sure. And we have our yearly uh, convention in different cities. But it happened a lot to be in Las Vegas a lot. So when I used to frequent Las Vegas as a cigar, uh, you know, bar owner or mm -hmm. as a retailer, I like to go and visit, you know, other locations to see what they have to offer. Sure. And to be honest with you, I was not really impressed uh, with what really Las Vegas, being Las Vegas, what they have to offer as far as cigar lounges. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I sold one of my locations in uh, Plymouth back in 2000. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I decided that I really want to branch out. I just don't want to be in Michigan. So I want to, I want to, you know, go outside Michigan. You want to go where it's warm, too. <laughs> <laughs> I said that warm, a lot. That's, why I, that's why I spend a lot of time, you know, the first few years, you know, traveling a lot to Vegas. Uh, so I, I found that really Las Vegas is a place, you know, to be. So that's, you know, what I, uh, why I decided that Las Vegas and, uh, uh, you know, our store in Las Vegas is not right on the strip. Mm. It's in Summerlin by Red Rock Casino. I'm not sure how much, okay. you know, how many of you knows the area there. Sure. It's a high-end area. It's a really nice area. And our store there been uh, receiving really lots of uh, high recommendations. And it's been a very 
big success. Good I was actually out at uh, Red Rocks about a year ago for a wedding, and La Casa got brought up by a lot of the locals as the place to go for cigars. Sure. Over nice. there, too, we do you know the concept of the cigar, cigar bar, and also live music. So we have oh. live music hmm. almost on a daily basis. Uh, the only day we don't play music is a Monday. Okay. And uh, it's... Uh, Jamie, it's you a, think he needs a DJ for yeah. a Monday? Yeah. <laughs> During those cold yeah, winter that's it. Januarys and Februarys. <laughs> it's either a cruise ship or Vegas. Get me someplace warm. <laughs> now, now, Ishmael, correct me if I'm wrong, too. You know, we're in Detroit, large metropolitan area. But as far as cigar lounges downtown, you've really kind of got the market corner. There's only, I can think of a couple other places to go and maybe enjoy a cigar. But really, La Casa is at the top of the list. And after that, it's maybe the London Chop House. I think you can go smoke there. And uh, the new uh, the Detroit Club, I think they've got an area you can smoke in. But that's really about it as far as downtown, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, correct. Uh, you know, downtown, you know, has those what, what you just mentioned. Uh, but as far as a full-blown cigar bar slash right. retailers, you know, we are it. Uh, we really even, uh, when I first opened in 2009... You know, when I open my my next locations all the time, I'm thinking, okay, what can I do different to really bring up the industry kind of, you know, kind of bring something really new to clients and something different. So when I opened Detroit, two things came to my mind. You know, one, first of all, I was in a historic district. Yeah. Uh, you know, second of all, as I mentioned before, that Detroit used to be among the top five cities in the United States where they made cigars. Hmm. So I, I, I brought in a cigar roller, a Cuban cigar roller from Miami. And with the help of, uh, he used to own back then Camacho Cigars, which is Christian Oroa. Mm -hmm. You know, he helped me with his farms in Honduras. So he, he really brought tobacco for me to make cigars here. So I, I started making cigars. And then two, how cool it is when somebody walks in into a cigar place where, where, where you are making a cigar on a table and then you have a shoe shine stand, you're sitting on a shoe shine stand holding a you know newspaper in your hand and you know <laughs> just it really brings you back in time, you know. Really just, does. Uh, so I did I did that here. Plus, you know, I uh, I did the four thousand square feet VIP on the second floor. Which where is where we're sitting right now. It's, it's massive. Yeah. It's a beautiful cool. space up here. It really is nice. It's my Actually, that's one of the reasons I wanted to come here today because I, I always go on to the, the lower level and I never get to go up to the second floor. So, <laughs> so this is a treat. You got a pass. <laughs> you, you got you your pass, Paul. Paul. I got upgraded. <laughs> you made your upgrade. Golden yeah. ticket. I kind of glommed on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need Paul. He bails us out. Yeah. So, Ishmael, you, uh, it's a placement here is uh, amazing. You're like right in the middle of the theater district. I mean, it's uh, there's, it's like the largest theater district uh, outside of Broadway. Yes, or the it's called the Entertainment or, District. Correct. Yeah, it's, yes. uh, and you were, you were just in right in the middle of the, the hub. Uh, things are really ramping up down here. I mean, people talk about the neighborhoods, you know, they need to, need to move out there because I right. grew up like at Seven and Van Dyke and uh, we still go back for midnight mass and everything back to the old neighborhood it's a little rough yeah. but uh you know it might uh, be i'm really hoping it i'm hoping it trickles back out you know <laughs> you know it might be really rough i don't know out there but to be honest with you since i moved here in 2009 i've never had an issue at all i believe that you know and a lot of people that. that come from out of town yeah you oh, know a lot of people come from let's say new york to visit detroit and stuff like that they walk into you know la casa i say wow i never thought that detroit 
is as nice, you know, where it's safe, you know, you don't have to worry about safety, and it's really nice. People are very, very nice people in, the, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in, in Detroit. Yeah. And so they have, you know, they, they have the, uh, when they come, you know, they have the, the wrong idea. So when they come in and after they leave, they have a, a, a totally different idea. It, it, it does. There's a, yeah. there's a stigma attached to Detroit, I think. And I, I think, I think we're overcoming it. I think, uh, and things, places like La Casa are really helping turn it around. Yeah. So, spending at least 20 minutes in Detroit <laughs> today. We're going to spend an hour. So that's the name of the cigar. Uh, is that a new venture? Is this, uh, what is 20 minutes you know, in Detroit? There's a story behind why, why it's called 20 minutes. Uh, you know, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, when I brought in the cigar roller, you know, back in 2009, 2010, uh, I started making cigars with the help of, you know, Christian Iroa, you know, with helping me with the tobacco. And uh, I, I had the biggest, the big mold where I was making really uh, the seven by sixty, you know, the cigars. So that's a really big cigars. And then Detroiters really believe it or not, they like bigger, you know, bigger, bigger, right. bigger sizes. Right. <laughs> uh, so what happened with, uh, is, you know, when I, when when my cigar roller, uh, you know, is making the cigars in the retail, people walk in about lunchtime. So I grabbed the cigar from the table in front of my cigar roller, and I would tell, you know, the customer, would you like to try our house cigars? Because at, back then, it used to be our house cigars. Okay. So I said, would you like to try our house cigars? So everybody says, you know, Ishmael, I only have 20 minutes. <laughs> right. Because it's lunchtime, you know? right? Yeah. So <laughs> lunchtime. But, you know, so I kept hearing the 20 minutes over and over again. You know, when we say, you know, we have a short time, hey, I only have 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's a saying, you know, that we mm -hmm. say. So I kept hearing that. So over a month period, you know, I went back to my cigar roller, you know, because people are not buying that 7 by 60 So I went back to my cigar roller who spoke, you know, little English. I said, you know, listen, that cigar is too big. So in the mold, it's a 60 mold, you know, it's a 60 ring gauge, you know, the mold. Mm -hmm. So make the tobacco to be half the size, which is like almost, you know, about four inches, you know, four and a quarter. Make make it, don't fill it with tobacco all the way out, and then give me the cigar. He said, okay. So he made it, he gave it to me, which uh, which is right now four and a half by, by 60 ring gauge. So it's a short cigar. So he gave it to me, he said, there we go. I looked at it, and then he said, uh, you know, what are you going to call it? I said, you know, it's a good question. I wonder. Uh, I'm going to call it 20 minutes. Even that cigar smokes more than 20 minutes. Sure. So, you know, I'm going to call it 20 minutes. You know, so people walking in, in a one-year period, instead of people saying, I only have 20 minutes, they start walking in, hey, where's your 20 minutes? That's right. So that specific cigar really became my number one seller in the human That's world. fantastic. So when it, yeah, yeah. So when the time came, and, uh, you know, I grew so much that I cannot just have one cigar cigar roller really working on my cigars mm -hmm. you know i want to take the production somewhere else so now i want to what the what, what i'm going to call the cigar what i'm going to name it so i came up with an idea which all that really came if you if you look at it came from customers yeah you know not sure. for me the 20 minutes came from customers so i decided i'm going to call it 20 minutes in detroit to okay. promote the city Yep. You know, and then two, you know how we have different sizes in the cigar industry. We have, you know, the Robusto being 5 by 50 Sure. You know, the Churchill size being maybe 7, seven by 47 I will take your 50. word for it. Yeah. So we have all the <laughs> yeah, Toro, Torpedo, all these names. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to go by those names. Yeah. I want to promote the city of Detroit. 
So what I did is I started the name promoting the city, the street names of the city. So let's say the Robust or the, the new one, the 20 oh, nice. minutes, that's a four and a half by 60. Mm-hmm. I called it the Randolph, okay. which oh. is after oh, our okay. street name. Right yep, yep, yep. And they have, you know, and then really thinking about Detroit and looking at the history of, of Detroit, you know, the first traffic light ever invented was here in Detroit. Right. So yep. it's on Michigan Avenue and Woodward. All right. So I named, you know, one called Woodward, Jefferson, Eight Mile, which became very popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, What's you know, in I that have one? all these different names, Madison. You know, all these different names. You know, of of uh, of my di- of different sizes of the street names. That's great. So they became you know very popular. Well, you su- that's how you suckered me in on getting one. I, you know, working downtown and I, I work right off of uh, Campus Martius, and I came in here and I saw a Cadillac Square one day, and I'm like, oh, what the hell? I got to try that. You right. know, just, just for the name alone. Yes, and, and they do have Caf- Campus Martius by the way too yeah I've seen that one I think it's a little bit bigger though yeah, it is. a little it is. outside of my range of having yes. time yes it is a bigger engage so Ishmael, let me ask you a question how long does a, a bigger cigar last will it go for an hour 40 it can minutes go really more no it goes more than an hour if, if, if you get really you know those big ring gauges you can go for more than an hour really you know okay. depend how fast you puff on it of course you yep. know and all that but really if normal smoking it will go more than an hour okay yeah, the attention span of a human being is, you know, short as it is. So we <laughs> call it a 20-minute in Detroit. Right. You're kind of playing to uh, their attention span at the same yeah. time. Right, right, right. Like, You get them for 20 minutes, but it's going to take a little bit longer to get through that. So right. you, get them, you get a customer for a little bit longer as well. Yeah, I'm, so I'm now, like now really, I noticed something different. You know, you see, you always have to, you know, adapt and then listen to your customers. So now customers are saying, hey, where, where are the Detroit 20s? <laughs> so, you know, so 20 in Detroit to right, the right. Detroit 20s. So the shorter, you know. So where are people? going to find the, the 20 minutes in Detroit cigars? Is it strictly in your three locations? Uh, not really. I have them throughout uh, other locations. Uh, I know Bellicoso Cafe, you know, uh, you know, have those, uh, you know, in Wyandotte. Uh, you know, I, I carry them in Las Vegas. I carry them in Toledo. And uh, th- there was a reason why I really didn't go out with them all the way out because the FDA came out with the new regulations right. about a year and a half ago, right. two years ago. So I was kind of, you know, worried about, you know, what to do. So I filed sure. all the appropriate paperwork with the FDA and now I'm safe to launch them. So, uh, you know, the plan is for 2019 to go, you know, nation, you know, nationwide with them. Wow. Okay. You all know, right. As of right now, a few stores in Michigan, a few stores in Ohio and, uh, hmm. Uh, you know, I know Terry happens to uh, also uh, reside down in Florida, and I know he he uh, loves his Zim's vodka down there, but he also likes a good cigar. So, do you sell these online as well? Is that something that can happen? Yes, uh, we do. We do have them online. We have a website, uh, you know, twenty minutes uh, right. cigars, you know, dot com. Everybody can go on that, and then mm-hmm. they can check them out. And you know, we have uh, you know different sizes and. Uh, even uh, we just uh, not too long ago, which is a very popular now, we decided to come out with the sweet, tasty cigar, mm. and then we do it different from everybody else. A lot of people infuse, you know, their cigars to make them, you know, sweet or mm. you know, give them the, they the, add the flavors. To the Correct. Yeah. So you know, we don't do that. What we do is we took uh, our production. You know, when I grew, you know, bigger, I couldn't, you know, keep up with only one cigar roller. I decided to take the production to a boutique uh, manufacturer down in Costa Rica. Okay. 
uh, and the reason why I picked Costa Rica and I, uh, in my industry I personally I do a lot of travel so I've been to uh, you know Nicaragua I've been to Honduras Dominican Republic Mexico Costa Rica I mean you name just it a so few I've pl- seen just a few all, places yeah. yeah just a few places yes yeah. I think he likes so, those places yeah. I bet he goes there in January and February a lot I, I do I do yes. <laughs> just, yes, I do. just curious we caught him in December yeah, exactly <laughs> yes uh, you, you know, so I picked the manufacturer down in Costa Rica, really beautiful boutique, boutique factory. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, we picked one, we called it Riverwalk, and then one called Harmony Park after, you know, the Harmony Park here. And uh, what we did different with that cigar, it's a sweet cigar. So what we did, we got the sugar cane, you know, in Costa Rica. We heat it up, we turn it a little bit into molasses, we mix it with organic honey, Costa Rican organic honey, and then we just rub it only on the outside of the wrapper. So you're still smoking a cigar that's, you know... Pure. Right. Yep. That's hmm. absolutely 100% tobacco with no additive to it. But it sounds then, delicious. And it really then, yeah, it sounds delicious. So yeah. like the sweetness, we added that sweetness to it where it will smoke sweet all the way through, okay. and it's not overpowering sweet. And be, believe it or not, that kind of became my number one seller you know here you call it the river walk yes now i am am curious um you talked about the different vitolas and how they have different names um are you using different wrappers or fillers or binders on any of them or are they all pretty much the same Uh, i I am i am using uh different on different because we didn't mention that i did the 20 minutes in las vegas uh, I did 20 minutes in Chicago. Okay. So I was, you know, going after, you know, the city, the big city names. Right. And, you know, and, and then I do different blends for every city. Okay. So Detroit known to be, you know, a bolder city. So <laughs> I did, you know, bolder blend for Detroit. Sure, sure. So what I did uh, with Detroit, I got a Habano wrapper, which is, uh, if you see your cigar, it's a dark Habano, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which known to be a wrapper that's a full body. Uh, and, uh, you know, the binder uh, is also Habano grown in Ecuador. And then the filler, we picked Nicaragua, where it gives you sweetness on the palate. We also picked Dominican, you know, filler, where it gives you the earthiness. And then we, we also picked one leaf where not too many people really hear about, about that. It's a Peruvian. It's a from Peru. A lot of people wonder about Peruvian tobacco. Peruvian tobacco, really, that's where they discovered tobacco originally. Okay. Uh, you know, with the Incas, you know, in Peru. Really? Yes. And then Peruvian tobacco is a closer in taste to Cuban tobacco than any other tobacco. Oh. And it's a very u- unique tobacco. So we put one in the filler, uh, Peruvian tobacco. Yeah. So that's how we came out with the blend for Detroit. So it's a very savory cigar. It, it is. Yeah. Uh, Paul, have you heard of the Peruvian uh, tobaccos I, I have before? Not, I'm very unfamiliar with Peruvian tobacco. That's new. So. That's very. That's very that's, that's, you know, only, we've, we've done it a few times. There's only one specific place okay. in Peru where they grow it. It's okay. called Tarapoto, Peru. <laughs> and then you know, it's uh, a hard place to get to. Uh-huh. But uh, that's the only spot that I know they uh, they grow tobacco. 
Yeah, and, and that's, that's what it sounds like. Come from. Most of the places where it grows real well is just a pain in the butt to get to. It is. Yeah, it sounds like a couple of bus rides and then a, uh, another bus <laughs> ride that you're not quite sure of. Yeah, get on the mule, climb up the mountain. Right. So, Ishmael, how how hands on are you when you're going and, and picking these different tobaccos and the leaves that are going to go in for the filler, the wrapper? Are you down and 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 making these choices, or do you have people that you work with and trust? Uh, I when it comes to the blends, I do it myself. So I go down to the factory. I don't go down to the to the tobacco fields in uh, Ecuador or whatever, uh, because you know the factory where I where I manufacture basically they own land in Nicaragua. They own land in Ecuador. Okay. So I kind of you know very much have my hands on the tobacco itself, right. except the Peruvian tobacco that you know we buy strictly from Peru. Wow. You know to the factory. So you know we go down there. We put the blends together and then, you know, with the master blenders and all that. So we start making the blends. We start tasting them, you know, say, okay, you know what, you know, take out, let's say, for example, in Nicaragua in there, I don't want it to be, you know, a seco, maybe put a lejero, which is a stronger part, you know, of the tobacco, which is the upper leaf of the plant, which is a stronger leaf, darker, uh, you know, slower burner, a lot more taste to it. You know, so that's how we play with the blends. Oh, you know, to get the right blend. I love that. I love that a lot. That's just, uh, <laughs> I'm just fascinated uh, by the process and the fact that you get to go yeah, down there really and get your hands on it. You're picking the tobacco that you want yeah. to use when you're there. Is that correct? Yes. So you're handpicking the filler itself. Yes, we, 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 yeah, we handpick the filler, you know, ourselves. We say, okay, that's the type of filler, you know, we need, you know, to, for, for the blend that I think. And then a lot of times, believe it or not, I might make, you know, four or five different blends. Sure. So I bring him here to Detroit and I sit with a panel of, uh, you know, my clientele that I know they have a good, good palate. And then we sit down and then we start, you know, testing them. <laughs> what do you think? And everybody starts taking notes, you know, about the cigar. Right. You know, this is what it is. This is what I think. And, you know. So How do I I'm, get on that panel? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah really. That's, he's got We're the next. The next one you'll be involved. Yeah. The Godfather's. Yeah. Got I want that. an application. Yeah. <laughs> now you mentioned the Peruvian, uh, the Peruvian tobacco, right? That the the Peruvians actually created tobacco itself. They were the first creators of tobacco. Is that what I heard you say earlier? Yes. So in that sense, that's what history, you know, says. says, And there is a controversy about that. Some people know it's not, but really, you know, if if you read history, you know, a lot of people agree. Okay. So in in that same connotation, Poland. Poland was like the, the like created vodka. Well, it's it's funny because listening to you articulate the process that you've gone through. To get where we are today in yeah. this podcast, it reminds me of when Terry first started doing all the research. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. I mean, Poland is without question the motherland of vodka. Oh, yeah. And, you know, literally, Poland and Russia have gone to war over vodka. But that's <laughs> how Terry started this business is he said, look, I want to go where it first started. And, uh, I mean, really, I sh- I'll let him tell the story because uh, it's a, a remarkable story. But there's a lot of parallels to what you're going through. The same thing with the potatoes, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about a 59 cigar. 
yeah. to, to go like, with their vodka. Yeah, yeah, I like that. This is a great, uh, great story. Oh, Ishmael. definitely. Great I mean, story. Uh, you know, cigars and and really liquor and vodka and others. Really, they they have a lot of things in common. They really do. You know, ingredients. You know, it's another thing with cigars. We call it the blends. You know, with the with the with the liquor, you call it ingredients. You know, you know, aging. You know, uh, how much you know your vodka is aged. Same thing with tobacco. Tobacco to really ferment the right way and to be able to smoke it properly, you need at least two years aging on the tobacco. So you know, hand in hand, you know, they go they go with the with the with the liquor, yeah. and uh, you know, in addition to that, you know, I mean, cigars are really classy. Uh, and it's a way or a form of relaxation, you know, and the same thing with, uh, you know, with the liquor. Well, it's funny you should say that because, I, again, I think it parallels when Terry first started this business, he wanted to start it as a lifestyle and as a brand. And that's what right. cigars are like. It's, it's a lifestyle. Lifestyle, yep. that's it. And, and, and he wanted to create a luxury brand. And I think he's, uh, you know, not only hit it, but he's killing it. Yeah. Yeah, right out of the park. That's True. what I was going to say, Terry. Tell me about your childhood. Uh, <laughs> so, so you have to tell, I want to know the story. So this is this is like a, a second venture for you. This is a, you it, it really is. Um, you know, I, I did not serve in the uh, you know serve the country, but um, you know prior to this. Getting, You're serving the country now. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One drink at a time, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, and and we want to keep that going. But uh, but prior to this, I had been in the uh, marketing research business. So I owned a company um, for about 20 years, and I used to sell to IBM and Microsoft, AT and T, all the big OEMs. And um, I sold that company back in 2000. And I was 40 years old. So. I'm retired at 40. What am I going to do? I'm going to smoke cigars. I'm going to play golf. <laughs> I'm going to buy some real estate. I'm going to invest. And, uh, you know, but it got hard. My golf game got really well. Oh, right. But all my buddies were still working, so it was hard to get a game during the day. They should have called me, man. Yeah, yeah. So I would be out playing with guys that were in their 80s, but they could only play nine holes. Yeah. So I'd play with two guys, nine holes on each side. <laughs> and then one day my wife said to me, she goes, you know, listen, why don't you get out of the house and get a real, get a real job? And... Uh, one of the customers asked me tonight, he goes, how'd you get in this business? I said, well, I used to read the Wall Street Journal all the time. And I'd see that ad that said, Grey Goose was the best tasting vodka. Yeah. And oh. so I was a Kettle One guy. Okay. All right. Before I got in the business. And so I went out and I tried Grey Goose. And palates, everybody has different palates. I really didn't enjoy the taste. Sure. And so I went to a second place and tried it. And I still had the same result. So what I did was... I started to research where Grey Goose came from and found out, I thought with the geese it was coming from Canada. I'm a Canadian by heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I find out it's made in France. Oh. So I had offices all over the world. I called my guys in Paris and I said, hey, what kind of vodka do you guys drink over in Paris? And they said, well, Russian standard. Yeah. And I go, <laughs> I said, well, why aren't you guys drinking Grey Goose or Ciroc, which is made in, in France? And they said, American garbage. I never listen. It, it's a very competitive business sure. where everybody has their space. Right. And I said, well, maybe I can make a better tasting vodka. And. I called up Bruce one day and I said, hey, listen, is your passport current? <laughs> and it was. Hey. He goes, yeah. I said, well, tell your wife we're going to go to Poland next week. And uh, so we jumped on a plane and, uh, and we went over and kind of toured the country. And, and much like your story, Ishmael, we found a, uh, a 250-year-old distillery. 
in a little town uh, in southwestern Poland called Wrocław. In Poland. I love in that. Poland. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I took my recipe that I had really kind of created here in the United States, much like your panel of five people when you do your tasting. I was here in Michigan and had uh, probably 30 people. We would do tastings as I was cutting my product, making the, you know, the taste that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I knew I wanted potato because I wanted a real smooth tasting vodka. I wanted it to be clean. Um, and we've all been to Mexico. Sure. We've all had a Coca-Cola in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And it tastes different than it does here in the U.S. Uh -huh. The difference being the water and the sugar. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so when I took my recipes to Poland and we were working with our chemist, I said, wow, this is actually even better than what we were creating in the U.S. Right. And it dawned on me. We were using GMO potatoes yep. over there. We were using Polish spring-fed water. And then when you've got 250 years of distilling experience, much like your guys who are making your cigars, who've been, they're experts, it just came together. And I said, this is unbelievable. Right so, place, right time. Right place, right time. And, I just, and it was a whole learning experience, too. Um, actually met the farmers that I get my potatoes from. Uh, that was an interesting experience. We were getting ready to leave Poland after we had put our deal together. We were in a conference room one morning, and, uh, you know, there's a bunch of farmers sitting in this conference room. And I said to the interpreter, I go, what are these guys doing here? And she said, they want to know what you're going to do with the mash. Oh. And I said, well, what do most people do with the mash? And he goes, well, they'll sell it back to the farmers. I said, well, what do they do with it? They use it for feed and fertilizer. And I looked around. I said, well, I'm from the U.S. I'm not bringing it back to the U.S. with me. Uh, I said, why don't you tell these guys that we'll give them the mash for free as long as I get the best yield every, every year of the potato crop. Hmm. And she explained that to them. And it was like the movie, you know, Eight Grumpy Men. They're all sitting there in their car hearts and, you know, dirt on their fingernails. She said that to them. They stood up and it's like 930 in the morning. And we start doing shots of vodka. <laughs> 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 yeah. so, so if we'd had a cigar, we'd, we'd enjoy a cigar, too. But that's how. And then I knew. I just knew it, it felt right and it was the right thing to do. And, and I just didn't want to be another American vodka. Sure. Um, you know, Ishmael talked about the, um, the cigar with the, uh, the flavor. And people have said to us all the time, why don't you do flavored vodka? I said, if you want flavored vodka from Zim's, put an orange or lemon or wedge, you yeah. know, lime wedge in it. Yeah. But yeah, we're yeah. not going to get into the flavored stuff, you know. And what he does and what we talk about with ours, we're a pure product. You want to enjoy a good tobacco or you want to enjoy a good vodka, then we think you'll enjoy ours. And, and that's really what we've stuck to. Terry's, you know, his whole thing was, and it really is true, regardless of what business you're in, and that is you don't do things right some of the time. You, do, you do things right all the time. Yeah. And that's his mantra. And mm -hmm. so, henceforth, uh, Zim's was born. And, yep. Yep. and that in itself is a good story because he was attempting to find a... I mean, he and I were banging our heads and trying to find out what are we going to call this? And I don't know how many names we went through, but yeah. So yeah, where does yeah, the, where does the name derive from? from? Yeah. Yeah. So so the short version is um, <laughs> the first name I wanted uh, was going to go with um, was a name, and I'll tell you, it was called Lulu's Vodka, L U L U S Vodka, Lulu's, Lulu. and I was naming it after my youngest daughter. Oh, you know, it was kind fair. of her nickname. Yeah. 
so I filed the paperwork. Um, I sent it out, and, and you know, dealing with the FDA and the mm. TTB and everybody else, uh, we we applied the application. They sent us a. My attorney called me on a Monday morning. I'll never forget this. At nine thirty, and he said, "Hey, I just got a call." from the copyright patent office they've approved your name lulu's vodka i go great i'm ready to hit the button to produce thousands of bottles okay. uh, Lulu's here. and he then he calls me back at 10 30 and he goes hey hold the presses <laughs> i just i just got a fedex envelope oh. in from a company in california representing a wine company in france oh. and it was called lulu b wine hmm. and they were challenging our name and i said Come on. I mean, we're not even going to be on the same part of the shelf. They're wine. We're vodka. And the, and the office said, don't worry. You'll probably win yeah. if you challenge it, but it's going to take six months. Yeah. And I said, I don't have six months. You know, I've been right. waiting long enough. You know the paperwork and everything they put you through. So we sat down, and I, I'm racking my brain and trying, you know, Ishmael's vodka, taken. You know, Bruce's <laughs> vodka, taken. Uh, T.O.'s vodka, my initials. Too close to Tito, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take it. So, one night I said, uh, "Well, what is the um, what's the Polish word for potato?" And it's zimniak. Okay. That's so it much like stolenachia, which everyone calls. Give me a stoli. Stoli. Yeah. I said, "What about zims?" We'll shorten zimniak to zims. And I ran it past about thirty bartenders that I had around the country and said, "What do you think of this name?" And to a person, they loved it. They go, mm -hmm. "Zims." Zim's Martini, Zim's Tonic. It just really flowed. And we got the name. So we called the office back, and they fast-tracked it for us. It oh. took us about another, you know, between being in the book and everything else. It was about a four-month process. But So it's a registered trademark now that we own, and, uh, you know, it, it was something to go Fantastic. through. I love the bottle. It's it's uh, Bottling and the packaging is always uh, a question. So the Zim's bottle itself, it's a skinnier, taller bottle. Uh, is. is there a reason behind yeah. the shape and size of it? Yes, Did you is. tee that up? There, there I mean, is. Good grief. We'll pay you later. That was an excellent question. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great question. And while you tell me, I'm going to pour some. <laughs> so, you should. So, you know, vodka comes in a couple different sizes, typically the 750 or the one liter. Mm -hmm. And when I was out looking at all the bars and restaurants, I'd walk into these places and I'd see all these bottles. And I'd go, most of them were one liter bottles. Well, we were going to come out with a 750 on some recommendations from people that I knew in the industry. And I wanted to make sure that my bottle would be as tall, if not taller, than most of the others on the shelf. Sure. Just to try and differentiate. Differentiate, you know, stand and, out. Right, stand out. So that's the reason. Uh, these bottles actually uh, come from Germany. So we buy them in Germany. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a very, you know, it's a, it's an expensive bottle, but I want to spend more time on the juice rather than the bottle. But I wanted a nice bottle. Okay. I sent them to Poland, and that's where we decorate them. So mm -hmm. these are all painted. So I'm not using. You can't scratch that label off. Okay. Yeah, that's not a paper label. Yeah. This is high quality painted. You see the Polish eagle, the Polish flag. So right, right, right. Yep. it just says it screams Poland, and the eagle's got a crown on it. Yes, yep. that's right. Right, that's exactly right. <laughs> it's got to have the crown on. And, and by the way, um, you're enjoying Zim's at room temperature. Yeah. Now, there's a reason that. In the international and domestic competitions where yes. Zim's has, you know, swept the table, mm -hmm. taken 
by the way, in the vodka masters competition, better known as the vodka Olympics, number one and number two, it's, it's because the judges and mixologists always tasted at room temperature. The reason most brands want you to chill or freeze it is they want to mask the impurities. And so you're drinking it as they call neat, where you're going to get the, you're going to be able to taste the creaminess mm-hmm. you know the the uh, it's very viscous yes, yes and it again is. it's like ishmael talked about with cigars i mean it's bold right and, and a lot of places they'll, they'll talk about the distilling process we distilled ours three four times yeah. my understanding is that you guys do yours once because it's got to be done only the right the first time is that correct so when i asked my um uh, chemist in poland a, a little short blonde lady her name is hanya through the interpreter, I said, how many times are we going to distill? And she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, in America, people say four times, eight times, ten times distilled. And I said, well, what's that all about? She goes, that doesn't mean anything. She goes, that's just marketing. She goes, it's got nothing to do with how many times you distill. It's how long you distill. Hmm. And I said, well, she goes, it's it's like cooking an egg. You can undercook or you can overcook. I said, well, then let's try this. I said, I want you to undercook it for me. We tasted it, and it was terrible. Hmm. Overcook it. and we. So part of my recipes for both products have a time element that's with them, and we hit it just right on both of them. And, and believe it or not, it takes a little bit longer to actually cook the Zim's 59, which is the lower proof. Right. Um, with the product, but it was a huge, huge difference. The other thing that we do that most people, you know, will cut corners on in this business, I use eight pounds of potato in every fifth. Yeah. Eight pounds. And that gives it, I tried four pounds, I tried six, I tried ten. And they all had their different variations, but the eight pound was the one I felt that was going to deliver us. The re- it's like the cigar tobacco. When you get that yield, that good so, so taste. So how long was that trial and error process of four pounds, eight pounds, 12 pounds? It was, uh, you know, we were there for like nine days. So we spent, you know, probably three of those days with our chemist, you know, in the morning, just sitting there going back and forth, putting it in the, you know, and they had a, um, not a full distillery, but they had a, a process that they could say, this is how it's going to taste, you know, when we bottle it, you know, in, in the full style. And it was unbelievable. And, and we tasted some other really great vodkas over in Poland that will never get to the United States. They were made for, um, you know, local towns, you know, like the town of Plymouth would have their own vodka just for their community. Um, but when we did this one, it was like I said, I knew it was right. And I said, the bottle looks cool, but I want to make sure that my juice can never be challenged. I'll blow anybody away when we do a blind taste test with our juice. Just, you know, I'd go on the Oprah show right now and blind taste test against anybody with our product. My wife is uh, particular, let's say. Not necessarily in her choice of husbands. But when it comes to her cocktails, she is she is extraordinarily particular. And uh, there's a few uh, Detroit distilleries out there. And I, I love I love micro i love the micro roos i hate the beers yeah <laughs> i love the places and like la casa we're here i love this place i love the, the the vibe i love the vintage buildings uh and and like i love those micro distilleries uh but the juice is just you know she's she's like she won't go she's just rubbing alcohol and then i was telling her about the zims and i'm yeah. like oh honey we're gonna do this thing with zims she's like Argh. yeah no, l- listen trust me we, we heard that from day one i mean I told Bruce when the first two containers came over from Poland, 
they arrived in November of 2012, so I thought I'd be ready for Christmas. Well, by the time Customs and the FDA, you know, let them release them, we didn't get them till January. So I missed the holiday season. Mm. So it's January 6th, and I called up Bruce. I said, hey, I got some good news and bad news. He goes, what's the, what's the good news? I said, the vodka's been released. The bad news is we don't have any customers. <laughs> so we, uh, we hit the pavement January, like, 7th mm-hmm. and started, uh, you know, selling our product. But, yeah, so, but Colleen, my wife, she, she gave it a try because I had brought a bottle home, and it was on the counter. And she was like, get that out of here. And I'm like, all right, whatever. It's, it's staying. <laughs> and it's I came home the other day, and she's like, hey, you know, you know, I, I tried that zims out she goes it's not that half bad yeah. well she goes you can bring more of that home that'd be okay and i'm like we, i go and because we're both uh half irish half polish you know okay. uh so that's the detroit mix for sure but uh, she she's and i go and it's from poland honey she's like all right well, you can you can keep keeping that in the house yeah. so she enjoyed it she like i said she's very very particular the yeah. taste though what are we getting a lot of times people's like oh you can't smell vodka you can't taste it but i'm, I'm not it's not pungent. It's not sharp. When you, the nose of it itself, yeah. it, does, it yeah. doesn't hit you. I mean, really, when you when you nose a bourbon or something, you, you you're right. looking for that. W- with the Zims, when you nose it, it's it, it's it's there. You I can, get a you slight can, sweetness. Just, yeah, yeah. So there. What, so it what just, you're getting in in Poland, the country itself, there are three areas of the country that uh, that make vodka. Um, Chopin comes from Warsaw, which is in the northeast corner, up close to the Russian border. A very short season. It's like the UP of Michigan. Okay. All right. Krakow would be more like um, Chicago or Detroit, you know, a little longer season, but still not big. Where we make ours would be like in Naples, Florida. We have about an eight-month growing season. Oh, wow. So our potato stays in the ground longer, and when it comes out, it's got more starch. And... Not to bore you with details, but most potatoes, even the ones here in the United States, have about a 12% starch content. Okay. We have a 24% starch wow. content. Right. And so that's where you get some of the sweetness. And so what you're smelling, because the 59 with the less alcohol, you're getting more of the potato uh, that you're you know, it's coming through the nose yeah. right now. And that's where the creaminess, the smoothness comes in to the product. The 81, which has, you know, traditionally 25% more alcohol... You'll still smell some of the potato, but now you're getting more of the the alcohol, the water, you know, in the mix. Jamie, you poured the uh, 50... We, yeah, we did the 59, did yeah. It? Okay. So, yeah, so Matt and I got the 59. It's interesting that many people have told me, they say, I think the 81 smoother, and it gets back to Terry's point. Yeah. And that's, it's just, you know, a little bit of a, same potatoes, same distillery, same yep. Polish spring water. Right. Um, but it, it's cut with more Polish spring water and mm-hmm. the distillation process is the same. So. And everybody's palate's different. So, yeah. you know, it, you, you really pick your own battle is what it comes down to. You do. Because by definition, vodka is supposed to be odorless colorless right. and tasteless yep. but everything has an odor a taste right yeah. and a color yeah, yeah. and uh, in fact when we were in poland they had some vodkas if you recall that they were kind of like some of the amber liquors you mm. know the brown liquors yep. that are you know bourbons here but um it, it's very interesting the whole process so it made from potatoes so something that really intrigues me about uh, zims is that it's gluten-free because it's potatoes right correct yeah you were talking of, about yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There, so folks that you know some folks that are out there they they suffer from celiac disease yep so you know gluten you know the gluten-free it, it gives them an alternative as far as something to drink 
Well, it, it does. And, you know, it, it's kind of been a craze, the gluten-free, you know, five, yeah. before I got in this business, nobody was talking about it, but it was still out there. People had the issues. Sure. Yeah. Um, we got in the business and then all of a sudden some of the big producers started saying we're gluten-free. Well, we were naturally gluten-free, but right. you don't see anything on our bottle about it. Nope. The one thing that really separates us from the herd, though, is that we are not only gluten-free, we're GMO-free. You mentioned that before we went on. Yeah. 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 The, the, what, Poland is one of um, 14 countries yeah. that has rejected Monsanto, which is basically Roundup, mm -hmm. and you know things that they use to uh, you know increase the yield in crops. I mean, here in the United States, when you go to the grocery store and you're not in the organic section and you go and look at a strawberry and it looks like a baseball, uh -huh. that was genetically modified sure. right, to grow bigger and faster. Poland does none of that. So um, whether it's their food or their alcohol, whatever they're doing. So that really kind of, and if you have a celiac disease, we tell people all the time, don't take our word for it. Go to their website and they'll tell you right. if you're going to drink alcohol, drink a potato-based vodka. Hmm. Well, yeah, because it's <clears throat> pardon me it's truly yeah. because the source potatoes is truly gluten free sure see there are some people out there that are under the impression that through the distillation process you eliminate the gluten protein which is what it is right and um we meaning potatoes are truly gluten free right so it's not even an issue for us yeah. that's great now that the, the other thing that's important to know is most people did and i didn't know this till i got in the business but <laughs> Less than 3% of the vodkas in the world are made with potato. Oh, it's, okay. It's one of the most expensive ingredients. I mean, some of the others are made with, uh, like, Grey Goose is made with wheat, French mm. wheat. Uh, Kettle One is made with a grain. Mm. Um, Sky Vodka is made with, you know, a real low-end grain because they produce a lot and, you know, they have a price point that, that right. they serve. Yeah. Some are made with corn, mm -hmm. right? Just different ingredients out there. And so I said, if we're going to be an ultra-premium play, I want to play in that space, but I also want to have, you know, the product that'll be able to stand up with it. I couldn't go in there with a grain alcohol and say, hey, we're an ultra premium. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And, and what's interesting is, look, as a guy who used to be in the bread business, I know all about wheat and grains. Yeah. Uh, and they're great because they feed the world, but they're the least expensive ingredient you can use to produce vodka. Hmm. So Terry, again, chose to do the right thing and... Do it potatoes, right. Yeah. So, tell us more about the distillery itself. Do they produce uh, vodkas for? Are you the only thing coming out of there? I'm, are they I'm, doing? I'm their only American client. Okay. They're. Um, it's a 250 year old distillery. Right. Uh, they produce a lot for um, you know Eastern Europe. Okay. Right? Big billion dollar privately held uh, operation. Um, and I was amazed. We walked in and, and the building looked like the walls here. It was just brick buildings, mm -hmm. old brick buildings out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And we walked inside and we had to put on the white smocks, the shoes, the hats, the everything glasses, inside. Yeah. The, the process, they've obviously kept current and upgraded, but the, the process was just amazing to watch this go on. One of the most exciting things to watch was when they put on um, our label or our bottle. Right. It's the last thing that happens in the process. And there's a lady who sits at the end. And because we have the, uh, I call it the crown royal label that goes over the top. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. She pulls the bottle off and they put those on by hand. Sure. And then the, she puts it back on the conveyor and then they put the plastic over top of it. And if you hadn't been there, hadn't seen it, you'd say, no way. 
But I actually looked at this and I went, wow. Because it reminds me of Laverne and Shirley. I don't know uh, why. Yeah. <laughs> he puts a glove on it, waves a glove. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was absolutely amazing. So, you know, l- just looking at that whole process and then, you know, and, and great people to deal with. Just absolutely great, great people, great country. And, uh, you know, we've never looked back, you know, so... So where where is Zim's available? Where where can people find it, get it, acquire it? Yeah, so uh, so we launched here in Michigan because I live here in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, today we're in probably fifteen hundred locations here in the state. Hmm. Uh, we're in Pennsylvania. We've just launched in California, New York. Congratulations! But we ship all over the world now. Okay. Um, we have a, a retailer who has a license, and we're shipping to London. I ship a lot to California, a lot okay. to Texas, wow. Colorado. Um, the only place we're not shipping it to right now is Canada. And even though I'm a Canadian by birth, you know, the Canadians are a pain in the ass to do business with sometimes. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's like Ishmael's story. You know, you, you start with something, an idea, a concept, and you listen to your customers and you talk to them all the time. Very, very important. Yeah. So. And we've got some remarkable clients like mm-hmm. La Casa. We're very proud to say that he stocks and serves us, but... Virtually all winners of Restaurant of the Year, including places like Baco, mm-hmm. um, Joe Muir's, right? Right, right. Um, if you're yeah. familiar with uh, um, Bistro 82 yeah. in Royal Oak, great place. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of Bill Roberts' restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in the right places. Again, Terry wanted to create a luxury brand. Mm-hmm. And you know, part of being a luxury brand is that it's su- it's a superb experience um like when you go to the four seasons right and you can't wait to go home and tell your your family and friends what a remarkable experience you had it's also non-essential it's like um you don't need a rolex to tell time you sure. can do without it but you prefer not to <laughs> or or like a um like an american express black card right you cannot apply for an american express black card that says your credits Limitless, right, right. You're only invited. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Ishmael, I want a little bit, a little bit more about uh, La Casa. Uh, what kind of services do you provide here? Say, I come in and I'm a vodka guy, and I want to do vodka because um, I've I've been in here a handful of times, not a ton, but uh, a handful of times. And uh, the, your staff is wonderful. A lot of ladies on your staff, but they're very knowledgeable from what I've what I've found in my experience. Uh, and they were really good at uh, guiding us for a cigar. But do they do pairings? Do they tell you, hey, try this with this? Or uh, Yes. Actually, uh, we do pairings here at La Casa with the, you know, with the different type of liquor. We just had, uh, you know, one with the scotch. Uh, you know, now just listening, uh, you know, to, uh, to Zim's vodka and listening, you know, to... Uh, Let's say the Zim 81 and the Zim 50. 59. Or 59. You know, both of them. So we really have, you know, basically pairing goes hand in hand. It's like salt and pepper. Yeah. So if somebody wants to come in and let's say, say, you know, what goes well with the, with the 59. Yeah. So knowing the 59 is a creamy, uh, is a milder, you know, vodka. Yeah. You know, my, my staff would know. What, what would you would suggest to, to go? Pair, definitely. So to go I with. Pair, you know, as I described earlier that, you know, the 20 minute, you know, in Detroit, the regular line okay. is more a robust line. Yeah, so yeah. I would definitely would not recommend that with the, with the, with the, with the 59, with the Zim's 59, because it's going to overpower, you know, 
the Zim 59. Mm. So I would definitely recommend that with the Zim 81 because the Zim 81 is more robust. Okay. You know, it's a fuller bodied. Right. I definitely will, will pair the 20 minute in Detroit regular line with the Zim 81. Now, if somebody's smoking a 59, I would still recommend there's one blend that we just released. Uh, November 9th was our launch with a limited Ooh. edition uh, cigar for Detroit. It's a beautiful box, a beautiful packaging, and I've been working on that for like over, uh, you know, over a couple of years now. Hmm. Uh, the blend is five-year-old uh, aged tobacco. Uh, we decided to put in the wrapper being a Connecticut wrapper. That's it's Connecticut seed that's grown in Ecuador, where it's known to be a creamy. You know, see creamy. Matt laughing at me over there because Paul's, Paul's <laughs> nodding and it's getting all excited. <laughs> yeah, this is actually the second time that I've been on their podcast, and ironically. Is Ben Zim's vodka both times, so I, I feel like I'm being uh, like typecast here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and the, the first time that they invited me, um, I had no clue what we were pairing until like the last minute. And he goes, "Oh, by the way, it's going to be vodka." And I went, "Oh, thanks!" Like the hardest thing to try to pair a cigar <laughs> with, in, in my my p- opinion. And yeah. uh, we paired it with a uh, Roma Craft Intemperance, sure. uh, thinking it would be a lighter-bodied cigar to right. go with the vodka. And today, when I saw that we were doing Zims again, I was like, hmm, I wonder if uh, Ishmael has any Connecticut-wrapped uh, cigars over <laughs> yes. there that, that, that we can new, pair with. Yeah, that new limited edition, which is over here, I'll show it to you, Yeah, uh, you know, the box. So it has a Connecticut wrapper that's grown in Ecuador, or a Connecticut seed that's grown in Ecuador. Wow. Why they decided Ecuador? Ecuador is known for it's like 31 active volcanoes you know all the all the ashes that settles on the ground it's a great fertilizer Hmm. so you know they came out with uh, with the seed they brought the seed from connecticut planted in ecuador and then it was a creamier taste okay you know than the regular uh you know uh connecticut wrapper that's grown in connecticut the u.s connecticut so what we did with that you know we got that wrapper it was aged for five years and then the binder is a binder called HVA which stands for Havana Volta Abajo which actually is a region in uh, in Pinar de Rio Cuba where where really they plant the best tobacco in the world really is planted in that specific region hmm. uh, so we got the seed from there we planted in Ecuador we came out with more on a you know medium taste and then that's how we came up with that specific binder and then with the with the filler we did the filler that's aged longer uh, for five years too with the with the sweet note on the, uh, on the nicaragua you know also with the dominican that gives you the earthiness and also with the uh, you know, with the Peruvian filler. Sure. Now, when it came to really the Dominican, we did not put a lejero in there that it really gives you a, it's a stronger taste. Yeah. We, we picked the seco, which is, comes the second under the lejero, which is not as a really full body. So the taste came out to be, you know, more mild to medium. So that specific cigar will pair perfectly with the, with the 59. Okay. So I would definitely recommend that with the 59. All right. Uh, and it's not going to overpower, you know, the taste of the 59. Sure. So it's going to go, it's going to pair extremely well with it. Uh, so our staff is really knowledgeable about that because we do a lot of pairing here at La Casa. And, so, and uh, you know, they're very knowledgeable. I want to dig a little pairing. deeper. I don't know. I don't know if you'll know this or not, but so you got the Connecticut seed and you plant it where? In Ecuador. So in Ecuador. All right. So these, these plants grow and then you have that plant. Can you replant? 
plant those seeds, or do you need new Connecticut seed to re- reproduce uh, that? Actually, uh, it's funny you said that because there's a couple things. One, when you take that seed and you plant it, that plant at the top comes out, you know, will have flower, and then the flower on top will have seeds in it. So you can grab the seeds from that and then re- and, and replant it. Right, right. So will they yes. need new Connecticut or can they use those Connecticut? You can that use are... that same Connecticut okay. that right. comes on that on that. That's why I like plant. this. I just try to find it. I get so excited about finding this yes, crap but out. But there are right now what they, what they have done, the engineers, uh, they have, because so they don't want to, they don't want to, you know, copy and take, you know, the specific seeds from that plant. So what they did, they made those seeds to be flowerless. So you will not be able to get seeds from them. So I know a few of them do that. One of them are, are the Cubans. Sure. You know, that, that, yeah, that's, they call it desflorados. All right. So we are, we're smoking the 20 minutes in Detroit and it is, it is a little bolder. It's yeah. not super, it's not really harsh. It's not, well, harsh isn't a great word, but it's not super strong. No. Uh, it's not overpowering, but there, there's some taste there. There's, there's a bit going on. Uh, what would you pair with your 20 minutes in Detroit? What if you just say, here, let me tell you what, do a 20 minutes in cigar and this. What what would you suggest? If the customer definitely, you know, is a, is a vodka you know, drinker. No, no, a whiskey guy. If a whiskey guy, if, are you a single malt? You know, yeah. right, single I'd malt. I'd go single malt on yeah. this. Let's say if yeah. you're a sing, single <laughs> malt, I would definitely do something uh, like Lagavulin, Lafroig, where it's, uh, you know, uh, the Islay, it's coming from the Islay part of the of the island of Ireland where it's a smokier taste, fuller body. Okay. Mm-hmm. That would definitely pair very well with that. If I go with the Connecticut, you know, I would a little bit more do it with the Macallan because the Macallan is more, you know, on a milder, you know, to medium, you know, body, okay. body smoke. Or, or a small, uh, medium body drink. So I like the I like those peaty ones. Just yeah, reminds are, me of the fire is back in, you are a peat yep. guy. back on the island. It's just smelling those. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and then when it comes to let's say bourbon, yeah. you know, you want to pair something with bourbon. You know, the bourbon, you know, uh, a lot of percentage of the bourbon is made from corn. Right. You know, you know that's why they call it bourbon. Uh, you know, so it has that sweeter note to it. So I will I will pair it with something you know a little bit more sweet. You know, and the taste of a cigar. So I got to tell you, but doing the the 20 minutes in Detroit and as I'm drinking the Zims and I got my cigar relit finally, um, (laughs) it's actually almost a little sweeter now that I'm hitting it. Um, There's a little more creaminess that comes out. You're you're hitting your palate with two. It's coming out a bit more. Two different, you know, the cigar and the drink. I think you're also kind of getting the the taste of the Nicaraguan filler. That's the sweet note. That's where the sweet note comes from. So, yeah, it's not a bad pairing at, at all. You know, it's interesting, um, and and you'll know this for sure. Vodka has never traditionally been a drink that you would have with cigars. Typically, we're finding more and more though. Um, women are smoking cigars. Yes, they are. There were a couple and, downstairs. And women, in, yeah. women are drinking the fifty nine. Belief, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> right. Women are enjoying the Zim's fifty nine because of the lower proof. And some places now they're actually putting a, a drop or two of bitters in the drink to give it that little taint of um, either a, a scotch or a whiskey mm. and it's more for appearance than anything but we don't care what they put in it as long as they enjoy our vodka sure, right. and they've got a great cigar I mean it's just an absolute great pairing yeah. well if Matt and Jamie don't mind I'm going to I'm gonna no, get jump. Ishmael here real quick because get him, get him. I do frequent 
La Casa on a weekly basis. Um, I work down at 1001 Woodward. Mm -hmm. It's a five-minute walk, if that. You know, it's nice being, you know, your location is great. You're in the entertainment district, but you're so close to the financial district and campus marshes and what's happening downtown is, is a great commute. But as I said, I'm here weekly, but I'm always on the lower level. So, you know, we were talking about what else does La Casa offer. He wants a yeah. pass. You know, sure. how, how, how do you get to the well, second level? I mean, what what other yes. amenities do you offer? How do you power and, up and how, how do you power up? Absolutely. You know, to come to, uh, you know, to the VIP lounge, I, I created the concept, you know, because I'm a, I'm a passionate at, at what I do. I love cigars. And I have passion for what I do for cigars. So whenever I'm sitting down, I'm smoking a cigar, I'm constantly really thinking. You know, as a cigar lover myself, you know, I like really to come down after work. I, by the way, I don't smoke while I'm working. I just cannot. I have to sit down, relax, decompress, and really smoke a cigar. And a lot of then, if if you notice La Casa on the second floor, I gave the customers lots of options. What I mean by that, you have a different lounges upstairs. You have five different you know rooms, different lounges. One of them has a TV. One of them doesn't have a TV in it. So you have the the, the choice of you know you know picking one of those two. You might just want to come down and sit. You don't want to listen to TV. You don't want to listen to nothing. You just want to sit down. You want to light up your cigar. You want to have your drink and you just want to sit down and decompress so i really give you that option you want to sit down and watch you know a sports event listen to news you have that option too you can move into another room you want to come to the lounge where we're sitting right now there's a piano it's called the piano lounge you know i have somebody that will sit down will play the piano once a week you can sit down to them you know playing the piano soft music you know, you have the bar up here, you can sit on the bar, that's another option, and you have TVs, you can, you know, bring your friends, you can, uh, you know, uh, socialize, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of options that I really give you. In addition to that, you know, there is a humidor to your left where all our lockers are, we have about probably 150 lockers in there. The VIP member has a special key, it's a key fob that will give you access to the VIP. <laughs> You know, a lot of people, as you notice downstairs, also I give options to regular clientele who are coming, you know, they just want to walk in, they want to sit down and smoke a cigar. So I give you an option of downstairs just to be with the, you know, regular public. And, you know, upstairs is very exclusive. Uh, you pay membership fee and also gives you access to other locations. Let's say Las Vegas has the same concept. You have, uh, you know, you have a VIP lounge. So if you go to Las Vegas, you can access Ann Arbor VIP, you can access Detroit VIP, you can access Las Vegas VIP. So, you know, all these different locations. What, what does it cost on something like that to be a VIP? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, you know, in, in Detroit, we're not that expensive, believe it or not, comparing to other, you know, other places. Uh, you know, I'm a member also of the DAC. Uh, you know, I make, uh, I provide the DAC with their cigars. I also make them the DAC cigar. There's nice. a DAC wow. cigar. That's so your guys are rolling seller. theirs too? Uh, I, I uh, really made it in Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. You know, for the DAC. They have a really nice blend box of 10. So, you, you know, I also am I'm involved in that. 
Uh, so it's like private labeling, so to speak. Uh, it is, but it's really the the FDA right now. They have that na- you know they know that you know the DAC cigar is really made you know for the DAC. So okay. you know the government knows that this specific cigar is for the DAC. It's only available it's exclu- over there. It's only yeah. available yeah. at the DAC, so, and it's yeah, only yeah. sold at the DAC. That's, close, that's yeah. exclusivity right there. We'll have to talk is. to you once we go off the air. Again, that's part of being a luxury brand is yeah. exclusivity. Yes, yeah, right. Exclusivity it's exclusivity but, that I get. But again, I'm going to pin you down. What's my cost here? <laughs> I want to be a VIP because, like I said, it's I'm a, here, it's a, here in Detroit, it's a thousand dollars, thousand dollars a year. Okay. That would give you access to the club. That would give you your own humidor. You can store cigars in there. That gives you the the, the option also to bring friends up here. Let's say you want to throw a birthday party. We will not charge you for that. You just have to let us know in advance that that's what you want, nice. so you yeah. can reserve a spot. That's, that's not bad. And and the capacity here is about 150. Yeah. You know, on the second floor. Sure. So you know, we'll give you that option too as a VIP. Uh, you know, and, and, and you don't have perks to pay the VIP. You, I'm sorry. Like a, any you, other perks like cigar purchases? You get you, well, what you do actually, yes. What you do, you get. Uh, you know, we usually give ten percent off on a cigar box okay. uh, purchase. VIP members get additional ten percent, so they get a total of twenty percent. Nice. You also get twenty percent on accessories. Okay. You know, also you get you know that that kind of discount. Wonderful. And if there is a hard to find cigars, VIP members get the priority. Nice. Yes. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm here pretty much once a week. Usually on a Friday, I'll come down at lunch. All right, time um, to do. Yeah, you're the accountant boy. Time to do some math and figure well, I, it out. I, you know, it's nice because you know I, I can come down here. You know, about about bucks noon, a month. And yeah, the girls yeah, yeah. will come over and unlock the <laughs> door, <laughs> and you know, you you do it. I mean, even on the lower level, they've got. The comfy chairs. Oh, yeah. You kind of sit back. You get oh, that sure. cigar vibe. I like looking out. They've got a big glass window out the front. You oh, can, yeah. You can just oh. people watch if you want. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, our, as you notice, our uh, seating is very comfortable. Yes. You can really very. sit in them. Uh, I keep wanting know, to sit a, back, but yeah, I, know. I gotta keep. I gotta keep. We gotta back. sit for <laughs> it. Yeah. So you know, you can sit in them and relax for a very, very long time. And these specific couches, believe it or not, they're all exclusively made for La Casa. They have nice. a La Casa name on the side of them, uh, and, and we tested them for a long time. And they're throughout all our lounges, actually. That's great. And it's great clientele. I mean, I, like I said, I'd run into people downstairs and. Um, as, I, as you guys mentioned, I'm with Cigar Smokers of Michigan. We're a Facebook group. Um, we, I think we just hit 1462 by signing up Bruce this evening. That's right. I am now a member. <laughs> and, Welcome uh, to La Casa. Yes. La Casa has, uh, I know we've held a couple herfs out in the Ann Arbor um, lounge. And, you know, like I said, just the clientele downstairs is great. I, I've been downstairs and I've done some video reviews from the lounge downstairs. Right. And I've had people go, what are you doing over there? Because I got my <laughs> laptop set up and I'm, I'm doing a video and I get done. They're like, what were you smoking? Because that sounded really good. <laughs> I'm like, well, just go over to the next door to the retail area. And, you know, they've got, if you haven't been in their humidor, it's huge. It's, it's, yeah. If I if I have one complaint, I, I want to oh, yeah. give some constructive hey, criticism. You go, and feel, free, feel free to throw me out if it, if it offends you. But it's such a great humidor. There's an empty space in the middle. I would love for you to, like, put a huge, like, box of something or a huge table in the middle and really promote that because it's an, it's an awesome humidor. Actually, really there is. is a table in the middle, and then we move that table in and out. And the reason why we move it, because we get packed so much, <laughs> and especially on special events, let's say Tiger's opening day. Sure. Right. I mean, we even move the furniture out from the re- from the bar side downstairs, stand up only. <laughs> and then, you know, that's why, you know, we well, move yeah, those Fr- things Friday out because it gets packed. so packed, you yeah. just cannot move. 
Yes. Yeah, I brought, I brought some newbies here a couple weeks ago, and they're like, Paul was like a kid in a candy shop when he was in the humidor. <laughs> we went over to the lounge afterwards. We're like, oh, my God, I didn't know this place would get that packed. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a great place, though. Yeah. So, Ishmael, you said this is a historical building. Do you know any of the history of the building itself, what it well, was? Well, the history was built. Um, I'm sorry. The, the, the building was built in 1925. Okay. And uh, the history behind it, I know back in the day, even, you know, a lot of customers come in here. They tell me, you know what? We used to come and take our pictures here for high school. Okay. So it used to be a studio All on right. the second level, you know, where they took a lot of pictures for high school here. Mm-hmm. And so, you're still uh, educating and Bassett, people. And Bassett used to be here, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, so I love and the city. So, it's, yes. uh, you know, it's because I, I work at uh, the Pop Station 96.3 over in the Fisher Building. And... Um, Back in the day, like my dad and my grandfather and uh, all my aunts worked in the Fisher Building. My grandfather did, uh, well, he he worked for the city of Detroit and he actually, uh, he was a mason. He would cut, they would lay in uh, the curbs and then pour the concrete and he would chip out uh, the limestone. He would chip out the driveways, right? And then after that, all 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 the sidewalks and streets were done. He was like filling potholes. He's like, oh, screw that noise. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think he, I think he could have a lot of success today with yeah, all the potholes. He's got plenty of work today. But he was like, ah, you know, following a truck around. So he ended up doing uh, uh, maintenance at the Fisher Building, and he got all his kids' jobs at the Recess Club, which was an exclusive club in in the Fisher sure. Building. Uh, and one of my aunts, who is a nun now, and she's I think ninety three, living back at the mother house back in Adrian, Michigan. But she was one of the cigar girls, and the other girl really? uh, was an elevator operator. Another one was uh, coat check, and my dad uh, was like a busboy before he got drafted uh, for Korea. Believe yeah. it or not, there is a really so big, big, uh, you know women that are cigar smokers you'll be you'll be shocked i mean i'll guarantee you now you walk downstairs you're gonna see a lot of cigars you know Ooh. ladies smoking cigars uh you know even in vegas you know one time yeah. i was sitting down smoking a cigar relaxing and i looked at my bar and i would say wow i counted you know there were all women sitting on the bar <laughs> there was no 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 men really smoking cigars at the bar except all women smoking you know oh cigars goodness. so really women you know nowadays are you know big also on cigar smoking yeah uh, yeah i haven't done a count of our membership i might have to have one of the uh admins look but the no, we've got quite a leaf. few sisters of the leaf in our group as well we love you know promoting it to the women because like you said there are a lot of you see a lot of uh, spouses you know they'll get together you know husband and wife you know yeah. getting together going to a cigar lounge and you know enjoying a cigar and a drink and yeah you know, unfortunately i can't do it with my wife because she's highly allergic to the smoke and uh, I mean, she's like a bulldog and yells at me, hey, take your shirt off before you come in the house. But, uh, you know, that's just she wants to see that physique, man. That's what I'm going to tell myself. Check, in for, charity. <laughs> Check it for charity again. <laughs> that's it. That's like, so, my, that's like my wife with my hockey equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in the garage. That's it. All right, Bruce, we, 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 we held Ishmael's feet to the fire. We're going to hold you guys feet to the fire. Um, so it's a, a premium boutique vodka. 
Uh, what's the price point for folks when they're when they're out trying to pick up a fifth somewhere? Well, the retail price on Zim's eighty one. What's that, Lara telling us? Right, uh, yeah. is thirty three ninety nine a fifth, okay. or a, for a seven fifty? That's what we call it. And then twenty nine ninety nine at your favorite retailer uh-huh. uh, for the fifty nine proof. Which, by the way, you can find at all your higher end retail mm. uh, venues, like let's say Nino Savaggio, okay, yep. um, Plum Market, perfect. Um, of course, Myers. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yep. love the fact that Myers is it's, really starting to branch out. Into, it is amazing. Yeah, yeah I think that uh, Charlie told us that last time we yeah. uh, got together with him, the uh, Zim's brand ambassador. Yes, yeah. exactly. and we have many of those. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Charlie, uh, and then we've got some other worldwide ambassadors, like arguably the most eligible bachelor in the world, Nick Giorgio. Uh, Chris Labio <laughs> is a North American ambassador. So we've got a lot of feet on the street, if you will, telling the Zim's story, which uh, it's a good story, as you it's just a, heard. Oh, yeah, it's a great, great story. story. Well, what's so. interesting about pricing is that there's a state minimum. Sure, yeah. And, and that's what most retailers charge. But in places like Grand Rapids, I've been over there, I've walked into a retailer, and he's charging thirty eight ninety nine or thirty six ninety nine for the 59 Now, we don't get any of that upside, right, right, but right, he right, charges right. it because he can get it. Right. And so, you know, we, we feel good about that, that the, you know, the retailer can... Because they're fixed in terms of their percentage that they make, mm-hmm. right? But if they can make a few extra bucks. Yeah. And we tell them all the time, when, when you have something that's unique and different and you have connoisseurs of vodka, sure. why wouldn't they want to upgrade? Sure. Well, again, I am a bit more of a whiskey and a bourbon guy, yeah. generally speaking. And, you know, 39 isn't isn't that like a sticker shot. It's like, ooh, it's on sale if you find a bourbon down at that. <laughs> you know, it's either going to, you know explode well, in your face when we it? came into the market everybody told us that you can't be higher priced than gray goose and i said you know bs i said if i'm higher priced than gray goose people are going to notice that yeah all right and if no, it, and it's if it doesn't sell we'll have a lot of vodka and we'll have a lot of parties <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's it's worth taking notice of anything else uh, you want to add I, I know i i'd like to share something that's really near and dear to terry's heart and, yeah. and that of myself yeah, sure yeah. and that's that even though it's produced in Poland, we're a Michigan-based company, and that's important because Terry's big on giving back to the community. I mean, we're very big into supporting local community events and charities. For example, the Wounded Warrior Project. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. Terry and I love children's charities. He supports the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, We all love dogs. He supports the Detroit Dog Rescue Group. Uh, And I could go on and on. But it's important and that's part again of, of Terry creating this brand is that we're trying to create a brand where we give back. Sure. And uh, that's just really important to us. Well, if you guys want to give back. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bum. Where can well, I get no, it? Well, no. Stacy's over here. She's been listening attentively because uh, she's, she's a fan of uh, Animal Talk in the Man Cave and uh, the Detroit Bulldog Rescue, right? Oh, really? uh, it's okay. uh, really? Bulldogs exclusively to Bulldogs, and they have such special needs. Those are like, you got to have a big heart to, to love some Bulldogs. And, uh, <laughs> we do a big chili cook-off every year. They Well, they do a big chili cook-off every year, and they're nice enough to invite me to enjoy the chili and stuff mm-hmm. so maybe we can hook you guys up uh for always, next year always looking to support local so awesome. uh yeah so they're finding homes for for lots of bulldogs in the area there's so many there's so many uh, when there you are. get to the animal thing yep. it's like 
Oh, you open amazing. up a whole new can of worms for Jamie when you start talking to animals. <laughs> yeah, 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 really. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's very cool. And well, it's we, good. We, look, it feels good to give back, especially here we are, right, yeah. in the holiday season. Yeah. And we've got a gracious host in Ishmael letting us uh, do the Man Cave Happy Hour podcast here. <laughs> Thank Love you it. again for You're hosting us. Anytime. Thank you. Thank um, you. There's a lot to be said for that in, in the heart of Detroit. And it's the giving season. And even though it may sound like a cliche, it really does feel better to you know to give than receive absolutely, yeah, absolutely. i would like to invite everybody you know to come down and uh, uh you know visit our location in detroit uh, and have the experience uh you know detroit a lot of people ask me you know when i travel to my other locations especially yeah. in vegas they tell me what's really your favorite location well, I would be remiss if I didn't tell your listeners, you know, if you're interested in cigars and drinking and cigar lounges uh, and you're on Facebook, check out Cigar Spokers of Michigan. For sure. Um, there's a link to join. Um, we're, I'm personally hoping to hit 1500 before the end of the year. You're on your way, man. And, uh, you are on your way. You know, so by all means, you know. You know, it's funny. It, we're that. just a bunch of crazy guys who like to smoke cigars. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll let anyone in. Well, it's like anything. It's not always about quantity. It's about quality. Sure. Yes. And exactly. if you have the right customers and, and in our business, it's the same thing. I can tell you right now, you won't find my product in Hooters. <laughs> you just won't. Now, they can order it and I can't tell them not to order but it's not a place that we would go to sure. to market our brand because our drinkers typically go to the nicer places they enjoy the finer things whether it's a cigar or a steak uh, down at prime and proper or london chapos or wherever it might be right and and that's important to us so it's the branding and and everything else and and we've stuck to that from day one so so yeah we're here at la casa and it's uh if you're downtown it's right on randolph if you're if you're near the uh uh, Gem Theater or Music Hall, Detroit Athletic Club. The the driveway from the Athletic Club dumps down that side street right there is Randolph, and it, it's right there, right behind Music Hall. Super easy to find. There's actually pretty reasonable parking compared to most of downtown. It, it, Paul, you and your because he does accounting for parking places is pretty reasonable <laughs> parking. The couple of lots like down behind you here yes. are actually some of the more reasonable parking spots. Uh, well, also, as find. you said, I, I do work for Ultimate Parking, yes, uh, which is now Premier Parking. We were just recently purchased by a uh, national line out of Nashville. Um, we're running all the garages downtown for uh, a lot of Dan Gilbert's properties. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you, you need to park by La Casa, we've got the Z lot, which ah, is just two blocks over. Yeah, you know that's reasonably priced. Um, lots of options to park over here. <laughs> yeah, there is. I mean, it's because it part it's nuts downtown. It's like it is. We have a lot of parking here. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a park right right next door. We have another. Uh, Another uh, parking, Miller Parking, right also, you know, yeah. next to us. Well, there's a little hotel right there behind you. Right here, yes. Yeah, and you can kind of, right and they're like, oh, you could park in this lot, sure. Yes. But you, most of the time you drive by, you're like, oh, it's hotel parking. But you right. drive in, they're like, no, no, you can park here. Yeah. It's like the it's like kind of like my secret. It's just like the DAC. Ishmael and I are both members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can park there. It's a nine iron. Right. Over here. <laughs> so just a chip shot away. Yeah, exactly. Ishmael, some it's a nine iron for me. <laughs> a toe wedge and a nine iron. Yeah. So Ishmael, anything else about La Casa we need to know about? You know, La Casa is, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, it's my favorite spot, uh, my favorite location among all these locations. You know, La Casa has a lot of character, history, and I consider it home. So when whenever people, you know, ask me what's your favorite location, I always say Detroit yeah. is really it. And, uh, you know, 
right now, uh, you know, I was fortunate, uh, you know, to be able to own the building, and I own the building downtown here at, uh, you know, 1502 Randolph, where La Casa is, and uh, again, this is home for me. So, uh, home thanks. Sweet home. So, so thanks for having us in here. Can I uh, so ask you one to, to, to fill one rumor for me? Now, I know that um, Comerica Park has a cigar lounge. Yes. Uh, I've heard a rumor. Are you the one servicing that? Uh, it's not a rumor. It's a fact that hey, I've been servicing. Yeah, yeah, I've been servicing that for for a while. Thank uh, Comerica Park. Uh, they okay. really uh, uh, buy lots of our 20 minute in Detroit, and they carry, of course, other brands too. And uh, they're one of our uh, clients. Oh. When the season starts. Definitely. All right. So when you're when you're having a smoke at the park, uh, it's it came from over here. Exactly. All right. So and if you need a second one afterwards while you're waiting for that shuttle, this is like so close. Yeah. I was gonna say, do you have a shuttle service for the parks? But this is pretty much where the shuttles drop people off. Uh, yeah, exactly. In this area, and, uh, you know, we're fortunate. We're close by. You know, Comerica Park is right across the street. Uh, you know, Fort Field across the street. You know, now. Uh, it's all you there. Know, where, uh, the, yeah, Little Caesars isn't that Little far Caesars away either. I mean, it's worth the walk. Definitely, for sure. It's five That's minutes, what, and you still have 15 yeah, minutes yeah, left. We have people, yeah, we have people <laughs> park here, and then uh, <laughs> you know, walk <laughs> to Little <laughs> Caesars. And, uh, yeah, I can tell you, everybody, you know, I know, we either start around the nights here or so. Sometimes both. There you are. All right, guys, gentlemen, thank you. Zim's Vodka. Uh, is there a website for Zim's? Zim'sVodka.com. Easy peasy. There you guys are on Facebook? Yeah, we, got, we, we are, are on Facebook. Facebook. How's that? Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, we encourage you to visit us. You'll see all the cool local charities and community events we support. And, awesome. And, you know, fun stuff like this. Absolutely. Sure, and you thank can you. visit us on LaCasaCigars.com for our locations and then for the cigar brand, 20 Minutes in Detroit. So, like, uh, you know, 20 Minutes uh, Cigars. Also, it's uh, online. Find you you can Vegas. check it out. You find us in Vegas, too. I'm, I'm like, so excited to go to Vegas. I, do, I, I so want to check out the well, Vegas oh, location. I got a suggestion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do <laughs> a Man Cave Happy Hour podcast in, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Oh, that'll be great. Why not? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yes. I love it. Everyone, who isn't invited, right? Everybody. All right. There you go. I, that'll do it, man. Matt, you got anything else? Not Jamie, do you? Nope. Yeah, I'm happy. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Where do we drop the mic? <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers.